الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبوا لنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم So we're continuing today will be hadith number 5 pertaining to um, filling the home with love we've covered four hadith so far and on the screen you can see the first the, the last four weeks of hadith um, as a reminder to everyone who's, who's been following along so the next hadith um, is narrated in Ibn Majah حدثني عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه قال دخلت على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو على حصيد قال فجلست فإذا عليه إزار وليس عليه غيره وإذا الحصير قد أثر في جنبه وإذا أنا بقبضة من شعير نحو الصاعي وقرض في ناحية في الغرفة وإذا إهاب معلق فابتدرت عيناي فقال ما يبكيك ما يبكيك ما يبكيك يا ابن الخطاب فقلت يا نبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وما لي لا ابكي وهذا الحصير قد اثر في جنبك وهذه خزانتك لا ارى فيها الا ما ارى وذلك كسرى وقيصر في الثمار والانهار وانت نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصفوته وهذه خزانتك so the translation of this hadith is as follows. Umar states, I entered upon the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he was sitting on a reed mat. A reed mat is like a, uh, it's the bedding of the Prophet and it's like a the straw type material that you might see. I sat down and saw that he was wearing a waist wrap, izar, and there was no other barrier between him and the mat except his waist wrap. And the reed mat had made marks on his side. The Prophet got up and he could see the marks that that mat, his bedding, had made on his side. And I saw a handful of barley, nearly a sa', which is a, a sa' is like a unit of measurement, uh, and some acacia leaves in a corner of the room, and a skin hanging up. And the skin is like the skin that's used for, um, um, for water, like a water container. My eyes flowed with tears, meaning Umar his eyes flowed with tears. And he said, why are you weeping? The Prophet asked him, Why are you weeping, O son of Khattab? I, Allah, said, O Prophet of Allah, why should I not weep? This mat has made marks on your side, and this is all you have accumulated. I cannot see anything other than what I see here, while Khosros and Caesar, who were, you can say, world leaders at the time, while Khosros and Caesar live among fruits and rivers. You are the Prophet of Allah, وسلم, and his chosen one, and this is what you have accumulated. So we'll obviously return back to the, uh, the hadith in a moment. So what are some of the background points to this discussion that everyone should understand? Um, and the general idea here is surrounding the physical space that we live in, right? So when we're talking about filling the home with love, uh, we and talked about how we fill it with how we enter the home, we fill it with attracting Allah's love, we fill it with showing affection to children. But one aspect of filling the home with love and filling the relationships of the home with love one aspect of it is to monitor the physical space around us and what it looks like. So the first background point is that clutter, the presence of physical clutter, increases stress levels. 
what is physical clutter? Physical clutter are things that are kept within the home that, um, that are kept in an untidy way and they prevent movement, right? They pre prevent you from making progress or making movement. And what we've, a number of scientific studies have been done looking at the effects that physical clutter has within the home, right? What effect is physical clutter, untidiness, excessive items, uh, what effect does that have on people within the home? One study looked at people that lived in cluttered homes and they measured their blood levels for cortisol for women. And they found that women that lived within a cluttered space, their stress hormone, which is cortisol, uh, levels are actually increased. So it correlates the presence of physical clutter, it, um, it increases stress levels. The second background point is that clutter, physical clutter, it correlates with childhood misbehavior. It's very interesting. Physical clutter, the presence of physical clutter correlates with an increase in childhood misbehavior. So conduct issues, um, specifically what's been studied is the effect of parental discipline and parents are unable to discipline their children properly if the space, that they, the environment that they're in is physically cluttered. Um, it correlates with, for instance, increase in screen time. That in general, if someone lives within a cluttered space, it is more likely that the children will spend more time behind screens. And we know that childhood screen time, this is not the discussion today, but childhood screen time correlates with a number of health issues. We think of it as a benign thing or a free babysitter. A number of health issues, including obesity and other medical issues that develop later. So just the presence of physical clutter, number one, it increases stress levels within the home. And you can imagine that stress within the home would be contrary to love within the home. The second point, scientifically at least, is that clutter correlates with misbehavior of children and the inability for parents to properly raise and discipline children. Just the presence of physical clutter. That's the second background point. The third background point is that simple space, or simple spaces, it lends to focus and presence. Simple space lends to focus and presence. What I mean by simple space is uh, a decluttered space with fewer materials or materials that are there for a purpose and generally clean surfaces within the home. These things allow a person's brain, mind, soul to, to, be, to be focused and to be present within that space. There's less distraction. The way to think about it is if I'm constantly stimulated by external stimuli, let's say um, if I'm constantly stimulated by external stimuli, let's say in the presence of physical clutter, it would be visual clutter that constantly impairs me and paralyzes me, then in that setting, um, it, it makes it difficult for me to be focused and it makes it difficult for me to be present within the home. And focus and presence is what um, the relationships within the home require. Okay, so these are the three background points that everyone should understand. Okay, so let's return back to the hadith of the Prophet So Umar anhu states, I entered upon the messenger of Allah وسلم, when he was sitting on a reed mat. I sat down and saw that he was wearing a waist wrap and there was no other barrier between him and the mat but his waist wrap. And the reed mat had made marks on his side. And now Umar he describes the physical space that the Prophet was in. And I saw a handful of barley, nearly a sa' and some acacia leaves in the corner of a room. Some material to prepare food. Uh, very little. Um, and a skin hanging up, right? Something that carries a purpose. A skin, again, like a water bag. Uh, my eyes flowed with tears and said, and the Prophet asked, O Umar, why are you weeping? And Umar said, O Prophet of Allah, why should I not weep? 
This mat has made marks on your side and this is all you have accumulated. I cannot see anything other than what I see here. Meaning, Umar anhu is saying, what I see here, these handful of things that are present before me, this is all you have, right? And you are the messenger of Allah and this is what you have accumulated. Right, and it makes us think, like, look at the circumstance here. Imagine you walk into a space and you see, or you walk into, let's say, a loved one's home and you see these very little things. One of the thoughts that crosses your mind is, oh my gosh, this person must not be able to afford. This person must be going through some difficult time. This person must be, um, must be regretting, you know, like this circumstance or scenario they find themselves in. Um, and so this is kind of the circumstance behind this. Now, Umar said, why would I not cry? This is all you have. And I see other leaders like Khosrow and Caesar and other world leaders, right? And you're the messenger of Allah. You are the, the leader. Uh, they live among fruits and rivers. They have everything, right? And you are the prophet of Allah and his chosen one. And this is all that you have accumulated. How could it be that you would be this? This is all that you would have. Now, the, the, the purpose, this hadith is, comes up in many different discussions uh, one is, well, why did the Prophet ﷺ live this way, right? It was his detachment from the dunya. That's one lesson that we learned. But what, what, what we'd like to highlight in this discussion in particular is look how simple and decluttered the space of the Prophet ﷺ was. Right? Look how decluttered and simple the space of the Prophet ﷺ was. One could argue, oh, the Prophet ﷺ didn't have money, right? The Prophet ﷺ was offered money and he chose to, st to hold back. He, he could have had whatever he wanted to from the perspective of the dunya, but this would have served as a distraction for him, and he chose a more simple life. Uh, and so this is, this is one of the other things that we learn from this hadith. So let's go to the three main lessons from this hadith before we conclude. Um, number one, the first lesson is that a decluttered home is most in line with the sunnah of the Prophet A decluttered home, a simple home, simple spaces, few items, things that are only necessary, that are kept within the home, it is most in line with the sunnah of the Prophet And the reality is, uh, if the Prophet of Allah didn't need a million things, we don't need a million things, right? He was the leader, the champion who accomplished more than anyone, and he وسلم, chose to operate with few things. So it is from the sunnah of the Prophet and we know from the first hadith of this series, that when a person follows the sunnah of the Prophet Allah's love falls upon that person and their family. And then Allah Ta'ala's love causes love from everywhere to infuse into the home. So by living a life, sorry, let me, create, let me rephrase that. By creating the physical space that resembles the physical space of the Prophet i.e. decluttered and simple, we can expect, uh, because it's a sunnah to live this way, we can expect love to also fill the home. That's point number one. Lesson number one. Lesson number two is decluttering facilitates cleanliness, which is a branch of faith. Decluttering, keeping space decluttered in our home, it facilitates cleanliness, right? It's a lot easier to keep things within the home clean if there's less things to put away. For instance, if I have a hundred pairs of, let's say, if I have 10 pairs of clothes or five pairs of clothes, right? If I have to put, wash five pairs of clothes, and then or launder them and then hang them up versus if I have 10 pairs of clothes, it just takes longer for me to take care of 10 you know, different pairs of clothes. You can apply this to anything really within the home. The more I have, the harder it is to keep it clean, the more stress it creates within the home, uh, the more I have to keep putting things back and ultimately we spend half our time cleaning up and tidying up our homes. But if we keep things simple and decluttered, it makes it a lot easier for us to maintain a clean home, right? That, that's, that's just a fact. Um, and we know that another hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that cleanliness is a branch of faith. So 
this facilitates us staying clean. This facil- having few items within the home that are necessary, this facilitates cleanliness, and cleanliness in and of itself is a branch of faith. Okay, um, the third lesson from this hadith is that, that we are taking from this hadith, obviously there's many lessons, is that our relationships and our goals benefit when we simplify, physically simplify. The relationships around us and our own personal goals, they benefit when we simplify. Why? Because if we are attending or we are, let's say, constantly stimulated by or having to attend to all of the physical clutter that's around us, then that distracts us from focusing, for instance, on our spouse or our children or the other necessary relationships within our home. If I'm spending half of my time cleaning the house, then how am I going to give that same time to my children or to my spouse or to my parents or to my um, roommates, whomever I may live with? Um, And it... uh, also allows us to um, focus on, on on the true goal in life, right? Which is, if for instance, if I have less things within the home to keep me busy, it opens up the opportunity for me to engage the Quran and to engage in nawafil, to engage in freedom coming to the masjid. It frees me up so that I can achieve the goals that are important to me and to my family. Okay, so the <clears throat> final uh, slide here. The two practice points from this hadith of the Prophet The first practice point is that we should try to declutter common areas within the home. Again, the practice, the intention behind the practice points, and you can review these slides after, the intention behind the practice point is something that we can do over the course of the week practically. And so the first is that we should try to declutter common areas within the home. So common areas within the home meaning maybe the living area, maybe the, uh, the place where the family gets together, maybe the bedroom, maybe my office, maybe some other common area. And the reason I say this is because if we begin to declutter these spaces, clean surfaces, only keep things that are absolutely necessary in that space, we'll begin to see the benefits that decluttering has on us emotionally, spiritually, physically, socially, and then we'll be inclined to declutter the rest of the home as well. right? And decluttering is a very common theme. It's, it's actually a very... Uh, it, it's one of those things that's really sought after in the last couple of years because people have become so sick of stuff that it's become a, it's almost trendy, right, to declutter declutter your home. Uh, but this is established in the Sunnah of the Prophet Anyways, the, to the point, the take-home point though is that if we declutter common areas within the home, then naturally we'll want to do more. And we'll begin to see the benefits of it and then we'll continue to remove all the things from our house that are unnecessary and that are holding us back from the things that are important in our life, and in particular, in the context of this discussion uh, of fulfilling the responsibilities of the people within the home to maintain love within the home, uh, and the responsibilities that we have to Allah. The second take-home point that we should, uh, our action point, is uh, that we should always return to a clean home. We should try to return to a clean home. What do I mean? You know, there are two points of the. So let's say whenever we have to leave the house. It's important that we leave the house in a very clean and tidy manner. So that when we return, we come to a space that's very clean and tidy as well. There's a lot of benefits to this. You know, there's a very famous book. Uh, it's a New York Times bestseller called uh, Make Your Bed, right? And the, that's one point of the discussion. I think it was written a few years ago. And the whole the author's point in that book, at least in that point from that Make Your Bed, is that every morning a person should make their bed before they leave to work, before they go for work or before they leave their house. Why? Because two reasons. One is because if you have a habit of accomplishing at least one thing in the morning, 
then it will get you started in that direction so that you can continue to accomplish the other minor and major goals of the day. But if you start you know, the morning with an incompleted task, then it'll be difficult to complete the other tasks of the day. The second reason that, that's highlighted of why the bed should be made is because let's say you make your bed and it looks good and then you change, dress, whatever, you get to work, you get to school and you have a very tough day. Nothing's going your way and you know, deadlines are not being met and everything's very stressed. If you come home and you see that your bed is made, right, then it says, oh, at least I've accomplished something. It creates this serenity and this sense of peace. Whereas if you come home after having a rough day, you come home and you see the home looks just uh, as bad as the rest of my day went, then it almost feels like I haven't accomplished anything, period. So one of the principles that we should try to do is when we are leaving the home, we should clear it up such that when we return, it's decluttered and very clean it has a very positive effect on us. So inshallah, by implementing these two things, we can uh, sort of take from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to appreciate the value of the simplicity of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see the harmful effects of physical clutter and how it may be a distraction for us both in this life and the hereafter. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us pure such that, uh, keep us pure both externally and internally such that we are able to um, uh, present ourselves to him pure on the Day of Judgment.